Well, hello, and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast this week. How are you doing? I hope all is well in your world. I know I have really enjoyed having a few conversations with some amazing women for upcoming podcast episodes and honing in on the energetics of money and how spirituality and money are so intertwined and interconnected. And this week, Sandy Fernandez of Karmic Currency is on and she is amazing because she has such an interesting, juicy spiritual awakening story. Uh, We go into kind of her gifts, her spiritual gifts, how she started to experience those and then how this awakening propelled her to start her own business and she wrote a book back in 2018 called karmic currency it's about the chakras and your money so we get a little bit into the book into manifestation into talking about the feminine and what holds women back in their financial lives it's a juicy conversation i think you'll really enjoy it And I think Sandy's energy is just so lighthearted and fun and she's spunky and really smart. And you can see how much passion she has for what she does with her clients. So without further ado, let's get into the episode today. Sandy, thank you so much for coming on. I have Sandy from Karmic Currency here on the podcast. I'm really, really excited to chat with her today. I've been stalking her on Instagram for the last few months, kind of uh, following her work and really resonate with a lot of it because I'm doing a similar thing where I've been through the spiritual awakening and trying to kind of bridge the two the two realms of the, the world of finance and money and obviously the other realms. So Sandy, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Al. It's great to be here. And I, you know, love meeting new people. And, you know, I love when I get, you know, my, my stalkers, my fans, you know, I get that a lot. They're like, I've been following you for a while. And so it's always a nice compliment um, to see that people follow me. They resonate with the content, but it always makes me sad. I'm like, well, what took you so long to message me? They got a bite. <laughs> I know it feels like for every probably 100, 200 followers you have, you might get like one person that actually interacts because so many people are, like you said, afraid to interact online. I'm experiencing that a lot too. We're just starting out my own Instagram. I'm just at the infancy of it, but uh, it's a weird world. But um, but yeah, just because I haven't been DMing you doesn't mean I haven't been following you. I've definitely been following <laughs> along, probably know a lot more about you than you know about me, but that's okay. Um <laughs> So well, I'm an open book. So I, <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. I would love for you 
to share since no one is familiar with your work, at least most of my followers aren't and then my listeners, um, tell us a little bit about how you came into your own spiritual awakening because um, I know that you left the banking industry and I wanna hear all about that and that you started your own Karmic Currency account. You have your own website, Karmic Currency. Um, and I just would love for you to explain how you got into this work from you know this much more patriarchal world of banking that you were in for 25 years and kind of about your spiritual awakening process. Tell us how that happened. Definitely, I would love to. So for those of you listening who have never contacted me or never followed me before, as Elle said, my name is Sandy. I'm the president and founder of Karmic Currency, the energy behind business and finance. I am the creator of Chakras and Money and also the founder of Her Worth Circle, which is a financial literacy group for women, where I teach women how to empower themselves and how to truly start to understand money from an energetic perspective. And my background, as I'll also mention, is banking finance. I did that for 22 years. I still have my mortgage license. I still have my life health and annuity license for anybody who cares or knows what that is. Um, and I did that for 22 years and five years ago, I was recruited from the bank that I was currently at. I was running a $90 million portfolio and I was recruited for another financial institution to launch a brand new office and to build that branch from the ground up against all my better intuition and all my internal bells and whistles going off telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) I did it. I did it. I went um, because they paid me a lot of money. Um, They gave me a sign on bonus. And as a single mom, it was a lot. And they made it, you know, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And within, I would literally say within no more than two weeks, I was absolutely miserable at that job. I hated it. That was quick. Yeah. two weeks. It it was, it was instant. It was Mm -hmm. fast. And honestly, I say two weeks, but I really think it was probably within like the first week. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, so when I was there, and then I'll give you kind of the background on to, you know, how I got to that point when I was there, I was so miserable. And I said, I got to get the hell out of here. You know, I, this is not where I need to be. This is not the culture that I want to be in. This this is like the systems were antiquated. Just, I had to wear a uniform. Like it it was, it was disgusting. It was horrible. I hated it. (laughs) And I mean, it's the truth. There's no other way to describe it. And I started building my exit strategy because I couldn't quit right away because they had given me the sign-on bonus. So if I left within a year, I had to pay Mm -hmm. it back. And I had already paid off all my credit cards and I had, you know, done other things with the money. And you had a family to feed too, right? So you had- Exactly. So I was like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. whatever, I'm stuck here for at least 12 months. We're going to roll with it. Mm -hmm. So I started- you know, really, you know, praying, meditating, seeking. And I was like, what am I going to do? By this point, I had already had my yoga teacher certification. I was already a Reiki master. I was already doing some meditation circles on the beach. I was already doing, I live in Miami beach for those of you who are curious. Um, So I was already involved in that spiritual community. And I said, all right, I need to build a business, you know, specifically geared. I, at first I did it geared for yoga teachers to just teach them about business, teach them about the energy behind, you know, money and finance and bring a holistic and yogic approach to finance, which is what my book is about, which I wrote, you know, uh, three years ago, two years after being fired, which went to number one on Amazon. And that's really where I started to kind of build karmic currency. 
And I made the website, I did the blog post, I created the Instagram, I set it up on Sunbase, I, you know, I, I did everything. I ordered business cards, I designed the logo. And six months into being in that job, I was fired. <gasps> oh my goodness. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? The universe was uh, had other plans for you, obviously. <laughs> the universe is always conspiring whether you realize it or not. And this is the beauty of what we're going to kind of get into here, which is where it gets really juicy, um, is we're always manifesting. Okay. We're always manifesting and manifestation happens faster when you're in an energy of creation. And that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was creating my business. Okay. For, for those of you who are moms or have children, you know, you got to make the baby first. Okay. The baby just doesn't show up like a stork at the front door. Hey, there's a baby here for you. You know, you got to create the baby. So I was in that energy and I was in that energy so much that the universe brought it to me literally in six months and I got fired. And of course, who wants to get fired? You know, I'm a single mom and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? But through my tears in HR's office, I'm like, do I have to pay back my sign on bonus? <laughs> and they're like, no, you don't have to pay it back. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got what you needed out of it. Right. <laughs> you got to keep the bonus. Um, <laughs> so I'm driving home and I'm, you know, having this moment in the car, you know, by yourself, like we all do. And we're just kind of thinking about the future and what now and what next and what do I do? And oh my God. And like, what is this going to look like? And if, for those of you who are new to the spiritual community and are just working with spirit and you've never heard the audible voice of the universe or of God or whatever you want to call it, it was in my car. It was like a human being in my car and it said, you're ready. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Because yeah. our ego and as humans, you know, where our fear takes over, our ego takes over, like, no, we're not ready. And what about this? And we start, we start setting up all these boundaries mm -hmm. within ourselves, boundaries that did not exist. I started creating them. Mm -hmm. And literally God said, it's not your time. It's my time. And I say now, mm -hmm. and I still get goosebumps when I tell that story. Yeah. And so I got home and I was like, all right, well, I guess we're doing the damn thing. Mm. and I had already built the website like I said I mean everything was done yeah so you'd already all done some of that groundwork and laid the foundation had, and then you suddenly had all this time on your hands yeah. <laughs> and you know thank god I I had my 401k um which you know I was able to live off of and all my credit cards were you know paid off so I didn't have any debt mm -hmm. and uh, I was able to also get unemployment because I mean they fired me right, right. So I had a little boost there too so you're able to kind of build your business through yeah. all of that. Yeah. Totally unplanned, totally unscripted, just. <laughs> you know, yeah. it kind of was planned because mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to leave. Eventually. Yeah. It just yeah. It happened in the timing that you expected to happen, which I've noticed spirit never brings the timing you expect. Like that's one of the things I teach in manifestation as well is like timelines are fluid. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to control those sometimes. Well, and what I love to talk about too, and I, and I teach this a lot to my students and the people that I work with is number one, time is man-made. Mm -hmm. Time is a man-made concept and spirit, like you said, does not understand time. Spirit understands moments, situations, and within those moments and those situations is what causes that. 
So that's why it's so important that as we really start on this journey of spirituality, that we really start to become more in tune with the signs and start to become more in tune with those messages and those symbols that you get that are going to lead you down the right path. Because spirit is not going to tell you, listen, at exactly 2.30 this afternoon, you need to go to the Starbucks and get a coffee. Of course not. Yeah. It's going to be a little more nuanced than that. <laughs> shirt and some, you know, red pumas. And that's what you need to talk to. And you're going to be like, what? It's crazy. What, uh, what were the, so obviously you may be clear audience, if you've heard voices, yes, I have um, all the how, how else do you personally see signs? Cause I know I have my own way. Everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. So I have several, um, several gifts. Um, I do have psychic ability. I do have mediumship and I definitely have all the clears. Okay. Um, so it's taken a process. I've had these spiritual gifts since I was a little girl. Um, I was raised in church. My dad is a pastor. So when I was raised in church and raised in that belief of the fivefold ministry, there was a lot of belief around spiritual gifts. Some religions don't believe in that, Mm -hmm. but the one that we did practice, um, was heavily involved in that. So I always was comfortable in using those gifts and being coming familiar with them. Um, I did go through a period where I left the church and I really started to question religion as a whole. And mm-hmm. I got to the point that I started asking myself, well, is this what I really believe? Or am I just too afraid to believe anything else? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people when they start on this spiritual path is we need to question things and ask questions. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions. The moment someone tells you not to ask questions anymore, that's when you should worry. Right. You know, because what are you trying to hide? Um, and eventually as you start to learn about different religions and spirituality, and you realize that all the roads lead to the same place, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful journey, but I think now the ways that I connect the most is, you know, during, during meditation, obviously is when I'm able to really download the most. Um, but I think it really just depends, you know, sometimes it's a feeling, sometimes it's that you know, clear cognizant where you just know, and you can't even explain it. You're like, dude, I know, just Mm -hmm. just trust me. (laughs) And that muscle becomes stronger too, as you start to recognize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hearing, um, definitely too, for, for people who are starting to experiment with, you know, hearing or clear audience, one of the first kind of signs that I would get when I first started tapping into that was that I would hear, like I would wake up in the morning with music, like songs Mm -hmm. and different, you know, different lyrics, different words, different like little phrases of parts of a song. And I would wake up and I'm like, why am I listening to this? And I remember um, this was about 10 years ago when I went through the dark night of the soul and we can, you know, explore that too if you want. I remember I was like just in a really dark place. I was just, I was in the peak of my divorce. I mean, it, shit was just all sorts of fucked up. I mean, <laughs> there's really no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one morning and I woke up to a song from Bruce Springsteen. Um, what is it called? Um, and he, uh, d- Dancing in the Dark, mm-hmm. right? And in the song, he says, you can't start a fire without a spark right and I'm like what the heck and I'm like I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan like I love all music (laughs) but he's not like on my playlist you Mm -hmm, know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so for me to wake up with this random song from Bruce Springsteen that I've never heard 
or I've heard but never paid attention to was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. And when I when I woke up, I was like, huh. But I was like really like into it. And I'm like, what song? <laughs> and so when I went back and I listened to it and I read all the lyrics, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that that resonates, you know, mm-hmm. so much in my spirit with what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like in one of the lyrics, he says, I want to change my clothes, my hair, my face. And he says, man, I'm getting tired and I'm just living in a, in a place like this. There's something happening somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just goes on to this whole thing and it just resonated so much that I was like, this is interesting. Cause it started happening a lot. Mm-hmm. And once you notice it, it just, yeah, you, you notice it even more. It just continues to increase as you start, as soon mm-hmm. as you start to notice those synchronicities, you see them everywhere. Right. Yeah. stop it just it just keeps getting stronger yeah Yeah. and then I would be sleeping and then sometimes I would like wake up and in that dream state I would hear someone speaking to me Mm -hmm. but I would wake up and by the time that and this happens to a lot of people you wake up and you like forget you're like man that was like good information (laughs) and it's gone so that's you know spirit tuning your ear and you'll notice that there's probably one ear that you listen to that's more heightened than the other for me it's mm-hmm. my right ear when I meditate I already know when spirit is coming through because my whole head shifts and like my ear I feel like it turns into one of like those old record players that it looks like um, like a horn mm-hmm. that's literally what I feel like my ear turns into and I can just hear everything you know that's coming through and with that though they show me images they show me pictures sometimes there's feelings so it's always a combination of everything And do you do, obviously you utilize this in your work with clients too as well, right? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's really neat. So, so you started your business and then how obviously it doesn't happen overnight, which I'm learning because I've just, you know, started mine recently. I'm kind of in a similar situation living off of a lot of savings and kind of as I build my business, didn't expect to leave the industry as quickly as I did. It just kind of happened to snap decision. Like I got to get out of here right now. And so I'm kind of in a similar situation. So I totally resonate with that. So how long did you have moments in building your business where you were like, how is this going to work? Or where it was spirit just so strong. It was still continued to happen. Right. Even though you're getting the signs, you still are doubting yourself along the way. Yeah. It happened (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. It happened all the time. Um, because look, we're human and to, to have fear and to have worry is a very human state. Okay. Spirit doesn't worry. Spirit doesn't understand fear. They operate in the most highest of vibrations and the highest frequencies, which is love, mm-hmm. which is why when you meditate and you start connecting with spirit, that's why their messages are always so positive. And then you're the one sitting there going, okay, that sounds great. But, but I can't do that. <laughs> my account. Right, like, right. How am I going to get that in my account? You know? Absolutely. So <laughs> it's always true. But that's they're not on a timeline either. So they're not right. concerned with your um, your bank account uh, running out of money tomorrow. <laughs> because again, money is man-made. Money is time-made. Money, uh, time is man-made money is man-made. So spirit doesn't understand that. And, and my specialty is really teaching people about money and energy. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I go through with my students and anyone who takes my class, you know, like through meditations is I tell you when you're meditating and you're connecting with spirit and, and you want money, 
you need to really check your energy and what that looks like. For example, I was in a guided meditation with a client and I'm like, okay, so let's download the feeling of abundance. You know what it feels like to be abundant. You know what it feels like to have money. Because understand something, when we manifest and we meditate, we have to do that from a future place. Right. Okay. Because everything that we do is in the past. The words that you're hearing coming out of my mouth are already in the past. Right. Because they happen in lightning speed. So the same thing happens when you're trying to manifest. You can't say, oh, I want this or I need that because those words, number two, represent number one and two represent lack. Mm -hmm. So you have to put in the already state that it happened and you have to speak in a future tense. So I'm explaining to you, I'm like, okay, you know what it feels like to be abundant. You know what it, what it feels like to have money. You know what it is to work with clients. You have clients that want to pay you, right? We're downloading all of this positive information. And in the middle of it, she goes, okay, yeah, but I want money. I'm like, <laughs> this almost jarred me out. Coming like, from a place of lack, right? Yeah. So that's, that's not where you want to be coming from when you're trying to manifest. Yeah. No. So what I try to tell you is check your energy. Because the moment that you say, okay, yeah, but I want money, you're coming from that place of lack. But at the same time, spirit doesn't know what money is. Mm -hmm. That's why we're always saying it's an abundance, it's prosperity, it's wealth, because these are words that are positive and encompass having money, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that meditation, and this is something that you're trying to manifest, you really have to visualize that money and how it's coming into your account. Like I've gone as far in my own personal meditations is to showing spirit, this is how clients pay me. They swipe their credit card or I send them an invoice. Mm -hmm. And this is what they pay me for my service. This is what my bank account looks like. This is what I want my bank account to look like. This is how <laughs> the money's gonna get there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now that you know how that money works, guardian angel, spirit, you know, ancestor, abuelita, whoever it is that's taking care of you. Now, what I want you to do is put me in alignment to meet the right people, to be surrounded by the right people so that those people can do those things because maybe you're not targeting the right or the wrong audience. So that's the other. Yeah. You have to know what to ask for. It sounds like when you're manifesting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's complex. It's not as simple as some of these manifestation coaches on Instagram make it out to be. It's not that simple. And that's no. what I found in my work as well. Um, so I'm curious if you could, could you talk to us a little bit about the chakras since in your book? Because I know, I mean, I've, I've done a couple of episodes already about energy and money, but we haven't specifically covered the chakras. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because I know you work a lot in that area. And I see on your shelf behind you, you have yes. all the colors up there. So I'm really familiar with the chakra system. I've worked with it a lot, but my listeners aren't. So I would love for you to kind of run through each one and kind of how it relates to money, whatever you feel called to share. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the chakra system, it comes from Hindu beliefs and the word chakra actually means spinning wheel. So every, the, the belief, right, is that every human body has seven principal chakras that reside, well, well, six of them reside within your physical body. The seventh floats above your head. So the first chakra sits on your pelvic floor. So like if you squeeze, like you got to go to the bathroom, that's where you're going to find your root chakra. The color is red. That's associated with survival. 
then you move up to your second chakra, which is orange. And that's your sacral chakra, which sits where your sexual reproduction organs are. So for women, where your uterus, men more or less in that same area um, and where your bladder is. Then you move up to your solar plexus, which is yellow. That sits right in the center of your stomach. And that is the engine behind your body. Okay. The solar plexus has to do, um, and I apologize, I didn't say that the second one, the second chakra orange in your sacral has to do with passion, has to do with pleasure, um, oftentimes associated with, you know, sex. Mm -hmm. um, your solar plexus is your engine. That's your courage. That's your action and your self-esteem. Then you move up to your heart, which is the color is green. Obviously it sits right in the center of your chest and that has to do with love and it has to do with guilt. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you move up to your throat, which is orange. It's like right in your neck. This is your communication. It has to do with truth and lies. And that color is blue. Then you move to the sixth, which is your third eye, which sits in the center of your forehead. This is your intuition. The color here can either be purple, lavender, or white. It's interchangeable. A lot of times when people meditate and they close their eyes, they see a lot of purple. Mm -hmm. And that's because you're tapping into that sixth chakra. Right. Most people can eat most easiest tap into that chakra because it's literally right in your head. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy when you close your eyes to visualize and see those colors. Sometimes the other chakras are a little bit harder mm -hmm. to tap into and to see visually. And then the seven chakra floats on top of your head, which is the crown chakra. And this is your connection to the universe. I will tell you now, for those of you who are learning about the chakras, I can tell you now, which is kind of a good audience. Don't let anyone tell you that there's only seven chakras. There's hundreds of chakras. Number one, you can have them in your feet, in mm -hmm. your hands. But in addition to that, there's a lot of spiritual snobbery that happens when people say, oh no, I'm super connected to my crown chakra. Super connected <laughs> to my third eye. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that, or not the problem, but the, the, the beef that I have with that is that just because you're connected to your six or your seven chakra doesn't mean that you have reached some epitome of like super holy enlightenment. It does not mean that. Not only that, the seventh chakra is not the end all be all. I wrote an ebook, which is chakras eight through 12. Um, and the seventh, yeah, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. So the seventh chakra is actually the last chakra that connects you to your human body but it's also the first chakra that starts to connect you with spirit. With so the higher dimensions, right? Okay, yeah, Correct. interesting. So once you shoot past the seventh chakra and you go into chakras eight through 12, that's when you start getting into the different planes of existence. That's when you can start to access places like you know where ascended masters live, like Jesus, Buddha, where your archangels live. How do you access your Akashic records? How do you want to... Can you contact your starseed family? Like, that's a big thing. Nobody talks a lot about that. And that's a whole level, a whole different level of stuff. I just started working um, with, with the starseed families, with the Arcturians mm -hmm. and who else during the pandemic, which was- Wow, yeah. I know a lot of people have been connecting with them. Same here. And also I've had a coach, someone working with me. But I had someone recently on the podcast talk about the Akashic Records. And yeah, you'd be surprised at how open to it people are, even people who are just starting to go with an awakening. I think everybody wants to know more about those realms. But in my experience, you got to master this, like the body and, and get these all 
in balance, right. To be able to live your life and stay grounded and then start to, you know, figure all this out up here. So. Yeah, definitely. And you have to, because your, your, your lower chakras and the chakras that are connecting you to your physical place. And so again, there's that spiritual snobbery. It's like, Oh, you're stuck in your root chakra, you know? Um, and that doesn't mean anything, you know, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to someone who is judging or sounds or says anything negative because you're operating in a specific energetic space. Because the reality is, is that that energetic point is probably active for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Like if like right now, you know, Elle, you and I were in the same place, right? We were making great money. We were safe. We were secure. We had no root chakra issues. I didn't have to worry about where my money was going to come from or how I was going to survive. Like I had no issues with that. I was, you know, I was good. I was, you know, very much in higher energetic spaces because I never had to worry about that. All of a sudden you quit your job or you get fired. Your Mm -hmm. energetic point moves to a place where I'm like, okay, now my survival could potentially be impacted. How am I going to make money? Where is this going to come from? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to feed myself? How am I going to pay my bills? So you could be in that energetic place. You're afraid, you're scared. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? So that's not bad. That's your fight or flight. And that's your body responding to the things that are going on in your life. Now, if this is a pattern, if this is something that's happening to you reoccurring over and over since you can remember, then clearly there are probably beliefs, um, emotions, traumas, things that are trapped inside of those energetic pockets that are symptomatically manifesting and showing up in other areas of your life. Another common misconception that I hear all the time where we might as well just knock out the rumor now (laughs) is, you know, that people think that they can just, you know, put a stone on each one of their chakras and put some Palo Santo and ta-da, you're balanced. No, no. Not that simple. (laughs) You'll feel good, okay? Mm -hmm. You're always going to feel good. There's always a positive result. But no, that's not going to balance or align, you know, years and lifetimes of trauma and junk and bullshit that you've been telling yourself and dealing with for your whole life. So right. You, have, you still have to work through that <laughs> and feel that exactly. move it out. Yeah. You got to know where it's coming from, where it's showing up so that then you can really heal it, bring it up to the surface, mm-hmm. let it receive the light that it needs, release it and let it go. That's how you truly start to become balanced. And that's how you truly ultimately balance your chakras. And do you talk about that in your book, like ways to kind of heal that? Okay. Absolutely. I figured that. And also yeah. in the work that you do with your clients, one-on-one, I'm Definitely. sure with the Reiki. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm also, um, I also have my Theta Healing Certification, which is really fun. Um, so yeah, I blend all of those um, together. And so I just make my own little hodgepodge of, you know, yummy spiritual goodness. Um, and I trust my intuition a lot on what I'm working with, with specific clients and, and what it is that they need. So everything is very customized to, at least in the private sessions, you know, if you do one of my group classes or you do the self-study or anything like that, then those are already uh, drawn out. There's videos, there's a lot of suggestions. So I like to give people a lot of options um, 
because there's no one right way to do anything. And I'm sure you could probably tell already by listening to me is that I'm a little bit rebellious and I don't, I don't like people to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also am very put off by, you know, the gurus or the people out there say, oh, this is the only way to do it. I feel that's very closed off. Mm -hmm. Um, So I see myself a little bit more as a teacher and as a guide to really show you the path and to really teach you the way. If that resonates for you, if that feels good for you, yes, because that's what I want you to do. I want you to be able to step into your own power so that you can make your own magic. Because at the end of the day, everyone here has their own purpose, their own journey, their own, you know, karmas that they need to fulfill, their own dogmas, their own gifts that need to unfold. And you just need to find them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I really love to bring out the most in my client is what works for you and how are we going to fix this? And then obviously get you to manifest abundance because in, right. the, in the physical realm here where we live, we still got to operate by human laws. You know, we still have to, can't overdraw your account. You still need to have right. credit. You, you still have, have to have- understand those physical practical aspects of money and finance, which is, I find a lot of people in who are going through an awakening or even light workers just don't want to spend time on that side of the fence. You know, don't want to learn about, like you said, how to fix your credit, how to take out a mortgage, how to buy a house, how to start a business. What, what's the formation of the business is an LLC, S core, B core, all that stuff, how to invest, you know, that's, I think, scary to people. Even once you do the work, the, the shadow work and work through some of those traumas it's it's not over it's never over you're always working on that aspect but then you've got to move kind of ground yourself and figure out how to live here on planet earth and how to you know what to do with that abundance because it may show up in your life it also can disappear just as quickly if you don't know how to manage it correct and I think it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of the things that you know when I first started my business I was catering a lot to the yoga teachers, you know, because I, I taught yoga and I was very much connected with that community. And I want to say that it was probably like my second year, maybe two and a half, almost third year into it, that I realized that this was not my audience, mm-hmm. that this was not my audience because unfortunately, when we're, when we're operating in those places of like, extreme spirituality when people are too too connected i apologize that's okay no worries um when when you are too connected and that's what i had just said that people love to say oh it's my it's my third eye and it's my crown chakra when you're too connected to that you're disconnected from reality from Mm -hmm. from the reality that we live in on the human plane and that's when you'll get clients and people who are going to be like oh, I don't believe that, you know, money is man-made and I don't need it. And the universe mm-hmm. is always going to provide. And that's great. But the reality is, is that they're struggling. Yeah. They're struggling. They're definitely they struggling. Money, their finances are a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like going couch surfing from here to here. They're running themselves ragged, going from studio to studio, teaching class after class, not making any money. Mm-hmm. And it's all because they are rejecting what the human feels and what is happening on this dimension. Mm-hmm. And you can jump timelines. You can absolutely exist in two different places at one time, but you have to be able to know how to operate in both of those. 
And you, do you often see it women it being women? I find that it's often women <laughs> that tend to be martyrs and not want to, you know, charge for their services. Often, like like you said, this um, solar plexus, you know, b- being in their power and willing to ask for more money. You know, I see that a lot in my clients is just the fear. I think just it's a combination of being afraid, you know, the fear of asking for more. And also just thinking that, like you said, the universe is going to provide, I don't need to, you know, worry about these, the the practical aspects of business or increase my rates, you know? I think not, and, and moving away, right. From the spiritual, you know, community, um, genre, let's say, and just moving into women as a whole. Um, I think women in general, we do that because our, our our energy with money is something very very different than mm-hmm. it is with men um the way that we perceive money the way that we want to use money um the way that we see money is is very very different than men and a lot of that comes from childhood trauma childhood beliefs um what we learn from our parents and a lot of it is ancestral as well so for women not only do we have a lot of healing to do with what comes from us just from our parents, you know, like my mom is always telling me, when are you going to find a man to like take care of you? And, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need a man. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not that I don't want one, you know, <laughs> I don't want one, but I don't need one. And I definitely don't need one because I need him to take care of me. So we're talking about that generation which it's still very raw for a lot of people in their minds. You know, women are still underpaid um, because we're not seen as the primary breadwinner. Um, And then ancestrally, it was just a hundred years ago that women got the right to vote. Okay, we couldn't even vote. We had no opinion. We were property. Mm -hmm. We were property to men. A man would just come, if he wanted to have sex with you, he was having sex with you, whether you liked it or not, he just took whatever he wanted from you. And we were objectified and we were, you know, essentially slaves. We were property. So that was just, you know, not even a hundred years ago that we earned our rights. And then if you go back historically, and I know that you know this too, Al, from all your licenses as well, but it was what, in the sixties that women actually got the opportunity to apply for loans mm-hmm. by themselves. And that was only how that's 60 years ago. It's so recent. Exactly. The last two so you're talking about my mom is 74. Yeah. You know, your, your parents might be, your grandparents might be around those ages. So this, there's so much more to that when it comes to women, because of all of those ancestral traumas that come through your second chakra. Because as women, that's where we create life. That's where that baby is held. Mm-hmm. And that's why they tell moms, don't get mad. Don't get angry. Don't get upset because the baby feels everything. And it does. Mm-hmm. Now we know that for sure. So all of that comes through those lineage. All of that beliefs, all your moms, your grandmas, your great grandmas, all that comes through you. So when you're healing that journey as a woman, you're not just healing it for yourself, but you're healing it for your ancestors behind you and the women that are coming in front of you. It's Absolutely. really, really, um, it goes so deep. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. It goes so deep that healing work, like you said, impacts generations after you. Yeah. So, and I feel like we're one of the first generations of women to have 
the freedom to openly talk about this and, you know, like we were being burned at the stake not too long ago for for talking about this, you know, and it's just starting to catch on. And I feel like so many women are awakening just even through the pandemic. And I've noticed it's definitely much more, many more women than men, at least (laughs) what I'm finding. And I think that there's no surprise there because we're rising to, you know, to match and meet the masculine. But um, yeah, you bring up a really excellent point about that because I've seen that so much. We have so much to heal and so much work to do there. And it's not our fault too. We need to give ourselves grace for having these blocks, these money wounds, or having difficulty starting our businesses or asking for more because we have so much more to clear out of our, our physical bodies. And so I totally resonate with that. Even in the biblical times, if you go back to the Bible and anyone who's ever studied the Bible or reads the Bible, even in the beginning, right? Genesis, Adam and Eve, Eve, it, Eve was the one that bit the apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Eve was the one that already committed the first original sin. And if you read on and you ever study any Bible class, they'll tell you when Adam got caught and God is like, why are you guys naked? Like what's happening here? Adam blamed his wife and goes, the wife you gave me <laughs> made me do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So yeah. It goes. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of years. We've always been. <laughs> all the way that. Years. Yeah, definitely. That makes so, so much sense. Beginning, we were getting blamed for shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's why well, it's changing. And that's the good news. And I think that's why, you know, you've been called to do this work. Well, I've, I've been called to do this work. And I think there's so much more room for more women and, you know, moving into this work and especially the financial and banking industry. Obviously that's like a whole nother can of worms. Cause I'm yeah. sure you noticed that's just, that world is so male focused and just yeah. needs to change. And, um, you know, hopefully it will, <laughs> I'm hoping in the next you know, 10, 20, 30 years, but for women like you and me, I mean, I think we need more of us out here doing this work. There's plenty of room for us, you know, to yeah. flourish. And um, so I really appreciate everything that you're doing and it's, yeah. it's so fun talking to you. And so I would love to know, um, you know, how people can work with you, how people can find you, anything you want to share about what you're doing currently for your clients. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Obviously, the best ways to get a, get in contact with me or know anything that I'm doing is to follow my Instagram. I'm super active on there, which is at Karmic Currency. If you are looking to join a community of women and you like reading and you enjoy the financial literacy portion of it and you want to know more about money and how it applies to your energy, you can, you can join my community, which is called Her Worth Circle. All the links are in my bio under Karmic Currency. You can find it there. And that one is a membership community. It's super cheap. It's $5.55 a month um, because I want it to be accessible really to everyone. And I host a lot of webinars in there. I bring in a lot of guest speakers. Every month we read a different book. This month we're actually reading my book, uh, Karmic Currency. And then next month we're reading, it's here. Next month we're reading this book, which is called The Money Queen's Guide. So it's really fun. So Elle, you got to get on there so I can bring you in. I'll have to join. My speakers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bring you in next month. And so every month I kind of alternate from a really analytical type book into a little bit more woo and then a little analytical and more woo. Um, The month before last month, we read a book called Nice Girls Don't Get Rich. 75 (laughs) mistakes women make. I love that. 
floor to see that we were making 75 mistakes. <laughs> we're pretty perfect. But I love the layout of your circles. That's I'll definitely join because I would love to, yeah. Um, yeah, just have exposure to some of those books. And I think it's good for everybody. It's a good way to learn without it being boring. You know, you read right. a different book with different authors every month. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it sounds and super accessible. I'm able to, yeah, definitely. It's super accessible. And like I said, I host the webinars in there. Um, like at least there's a webinar going on like at least <laughs> once a week, if not like every other week. So there's a lot of stuff that's being in there. I'm always bringing a guest speaker, things like that, experts in the field. Um, last month, I had a financial planner from Northwestern Mutual. Uh, this month, I have my friend Nini Grace, who's a psychic and medium, coming at the end of the month. Um, so it's really fun. And then obviously, I'm available for one-on-one -on -one or group coaching. Group coaching rolls out every three months because it's an eight-week program. And then my private coaching is a four-week program. Wonderful. Well, you sounds like you covered all the bases. You're accessible yeah. in lots of different ways. Oh, and um, that's wonderful. I'm trying to do the same thing, make make financial literacy accessible to all women. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I totally agree with that. It doesn't have to be um, complex or expensive necessarily. No, no we yeah. really don't. And, and, you know, again, if we're, if we're really going to enact change, then we have to be the change that we want to see you know, and I've never been one for clicks and exclusivity. You know, I, I have friends from so many different walks of life and from so many different places. And I love to bring that, you know, to the audiences and to the people that I serve. And, you know, and again, there's no secret in what I do. If you want to learn, just get on. I'm not here to, like I said, I'm not here to hold the secrets. I'm here to teach you mm -hmm. how to find the secrets and vaya con Dios. Hello friends, Elle here. I am so excited to share with you my most accessible offering, Prosperity Circles. I believe financial literacy and manifestation techniques should be accessible to everyone, regardless of your financial status or situation. So beginning March 21st, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I will be hosting an intimate container for women feeling out of alignment to come together to discuss personal financial struggles. We all know money is a taboo subject in our society. So why not come together in a safe space to share our stories and offer support for others on the journey? During these circles, we will share our stories and struggles, but also I will offer some guidance on how to make shifts and tweaks to overcome any financial challenges you may be facing, whether that be making more money, working through money wounds, switching careers, or setting and sticking to reasonable financial goals. Nothing is too vulnerable here. Every week will be different as we intuitively cover what the group needs and end the circle in a meditation or journaling session. The best part is there's no commitment. Simply sign up weekly at spiritualperspectivepodcast.com services. Scroll on to the bottom and you'll see more info. See you in circle. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I got so many incredible nuggets of wisdom from chatting with Sandy at Karmic Currency, and I really hope we can have her on again one day. We can talk about so much more as it relates to money and energy. Hopefully you guys see now that I'm trying to strike a balance between sharing information that will empower you on your own spiritual awakening journey 
and your financial journey. So every other week, I will be sharing more of these finance 101 episodes and sprinkling and the energetic aspects of money because I want you to have a really well-rounded understanding of what it takes to shift your life into alignment here on planet Earth. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, as always, I would greatly appreciate a like, a share, a subscribe, a review, especially because more people need to find this medicine. Also check me out at Spiritual Perspective Podcast on Instagram. Catch you later.